You won't find a cast of characters like this everywhere. Hello, Paul. Um, I'll, I'll go anywhere for a potato. Delicious. This particular episode of The Shy Life is, is a little more abstract than usual. Oh, okay, it looks like the hairy guy is ready to record. Three, two, one. Go Shy Yeti. Oh, I hope he hasn't found out my secret. I think he has. Hello and welcome to yet another episode of the, the Shy Life podcast with me, Paul the Shy Yeti, who, who's feeling a bit frazzled today. Although, um, although, although uh, if, if, I don't know when this episode will be coming out. T- today we've, well, today I'm here with Nick uh, and it's the first time we've recorded in the same room for quite a while. About um, a year, isn't it? Yeah. Um, you did come over to the house I, a couple did, of times yeah. in, in when we were allowed to last year. Yeah. But it's also the day of the Pride 48 live streaming event 2021. And uh, they, we had some technical issues. And Our pride was dented. Yeah, we, we were on Zoom. We were being rescued by Adam Burns. We were, but we got a bit, we got a, we were coming back and going away. And we, yeah, we met ourselves coming back or something, <laughs> whatever the phrase is. Um, anyway, so we're just going to settle down now yeah. and discuss three years in film. And there won't be any problems, and uh, the, it'll just be it'll just be nostalgia. Or say we probably won't recognise half the films, but <laughs> but that's not a big problem. So anyway, let's uh, let's run the theme music. When we come back, we'll we'll uh, get Cuthbert to choose us some years. And uh, yes, all right, run that theme music. Okay, we are recording. It's time for my old buddy, old pal from across the channel, across the pond, Paul Chandler, the shy daddy. He's not that shy. Oh, it's a shy life podcast. Yeah! All I wanted was a pie. And then I hatched out of an egg. Okay, bring the mic over. He's ready to record. It's the quiet ones you've got to watch, you know. Is it metaphorical? Is it, is it deep? Is it deep? Oh boy, he's not all that shy. Is right. Blimey, Governor. It's the Shy Life Podcast. If you thought that was bad, just listen to this. I can't wait for it to begin. It's the Shy Life Podcast. He's positively glowing. It's all gooey and meaty and yum, 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 yum. <laughs> Hello, listeners, we're back. And um, Pomity joins us. Hello, Paul, I know I don't need to be here, but the, the listeners, they want some celebrities in this episode. Oh, you get very cheeky, Comedy. I think, sorry, listeners, Comedy uh, was very cheeky in the live streaming episode earlier. I think he, he's. Uh, you've been. You've been listening to too much Getty Uncle John. I know, I know, Paul. I'm only playing. Good, good, good. Right, so is Cuthbert ready? Cuthbert, are you ready to choose the first year? Yes, Paul, I'm ready to select the first year for you. I'm excited! Exclamation. Yes, yes, that, uh, the, yes, uh, that, 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 sounds like he is. Yes, it does, right. Well, Cuthbert, please, do that then. Do tell us the first year. Our first film year this episode is 1970, exclamation. Ah, ooh, 
Uh, Nick, uh, well, 1970, what do you make of it? Oh, 1970. Well, um, off the top of my head, I mean, from my own collection, um, Hogan's Heroes, mm. not Hogan's Heroes, Kelly's Heroes, uh. and it springs immediately to mind, made by the same director as uh, Where Eagles Dare, the um, Alistair McLean thriller. Um, it's actually got Telly Savalas, Clint Eastwood, Donald Sutherland as American fighting in World War Two, um, kind of cut off and basically generally battered by their own side as much as, and um, they they pl- they hatch plan to steal gold, and eventually um, team up with the Germans. It's a good fun film. I mm. I when Ali sat because it was one of Ali's favourite films, and when she sat me down in front of it nearly twenty years ago, I thought. Okay, am I really going to enjoy it? And it was a, yeah, there was some laugh out loud moments, so it's it's actually yeah. I, I enjoyed it very much. Um, there's a lot of films in 1970 that I have heard of, but either never seen or saw years ago. Yeah, um, I've, it was also the year the the movie version of Mash came out. Yes, um, yes. Before, two years before the TV series. Again, Donald Sutherland. Uh. I do have, I do have a. Um, what, what I have, what I have here is it's mainly U.S. Uh, sort of how, how well they did in the U.S., but um, don't know whether the statistics just weren't so mm. you know kept so well in the U.K. But uh, um, I can tell you that the highest grossing. Film of 1970 was Love Story. Love, I was going to say Love Story. Yeah. yeah. Then Airport. Airport's another one. Yes, yeah. the first of the the disaster. Well, it was the first disaster movie, wasn't mm. it? I mean, it was. Then we have Mash at number three. <clears throat> uh, we have Patton. Oh yes, General uh, Patton, uh, the yeah. um, bio biopic um, with George C. Scott as mm. as Patton. Then we have Woodstock. Um, which is a documentary of the music concert Woodstock. Mm-hmm. We have Little Big Man, number six. Uh, that's another. That's another Western. Um, then we have Tora Tora Tora. That's right. Um, which is about the Pearl Harbor. A lot of these are historical. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if it's. I don't know if it was because of what was going on in Vietnam. I, mean, um, I know they're not about Vietnam, but, uh, they, but it, it, war is in the air. War, yes, exactly. <coughs> I think there was a lot of war talk back then. Number eight is Ryan's Daughter with oh, Robert Mitchum I and Sarah have, Miles. I saw that about 23 years ago. It's a very good film. Uh, it's that, a wee bit on the long side. It's set in Ireland, mm-hmm. and uh, it's got a brilliant performance by John Mills as the... Uh, uh, for, Warned of a better word, village idiot, mm. um, and he's he's absolutely brilliant. As there's a young um, Barry Foster as well, playing a terrorist. Um, and number nine is Catch Twenty Two, and uh, is that is that sort of I that's sort know. of military related, isn't it? I think it probably is. Yeah, I, I I've never I've I've always known about it as a book mm. and as a a film, but I've never actually seen it. Um, one obscure film actually bobs into my head from 70 is one I caught on telly about 1978 and never seen since they just don't show it mm. and that's the Phantom Tollbooth mm. which is part it's got the, the, the little the sun from uh, the Munsters and it's um, part live action and part animation you know it's, it's, a, it's quite um, 
quite an innovation at the time. Um, now, um, the Owl and the Pussycat with um, Barbara Streisand is number 10. Oh. That's a romantic comedy. Yeah. yeah, I don't really know What's Up, Doc. Um, I, I do Hello, Dolly, which yeah. is just on here. Yeah. Um, I've got, before we sort of just dabble through the, the list of films, uh, I, I've got some events. Uh, Larry, the second member of the Three Stooges, uh, well, he suffered a, ma- a massive stroke in January 1970, effectively ended his career. Uh, February, the, ma- the ma- Magic Christian, starring Peter Sellers and Ringo Starr, premieres in New York City. There was um, a soundtrack album which included Bad Fingers, Come and Get It, which was written by Paul McCartney. Um, also that year, the controversial film The Boys in the Band, um, which had been an off-Broadway play, opened, the film version opens. I, 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 do, I do have that. Um, they, they, that's, I think they did a remaking of that quite recently. To sort, of, it's it's all about. Well, it's sort of about the the, the gay scene. You know, a few years before, after legalisation, but before AIDS, and then they made it with lots of quite recently again with lots of gay actors in the twen- tw- in the 2010s, um, or, or maybe even the early 2020s, I can't remember when it was made now, but um, it's one of those things that, without changing the script that much, you can probably, it's still relevant, um, mm. or can be made to be relevant. In October 1970, Joan Crawford's final film was released. It was the low-budget horror picture Trog, which I've never seen, but I probably want to because it's a bit of a mm. notorious film for being pretty bad. Uh, in December, John Lennon and Yoko Ono's film Up Up Your Legs Forever mm. with, with 367 participants in New York City. Does that mean 367 actors or cinemas are showing it? I don't know. <laughs> I've never heard of it and I'm a Beatles fan. Mm-hmm. Probably an experimental film. Um, mm-hmm. There's lots of experimenting in those. Apparently they didn't have the permits to make the film. Ah. Uh, it was based on a script by Yoko Ono. The camera work of the film should constantly go up, 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 non-stop collect 367 pairs of legs and just go up the legs from toes to from toes to end of thighs pair after pair and go up until you run through the whole three dear i don't think this is something uh, they must have been really smoking something dodgy <laughs> yeah i don't think um, apparently there's some famous legs involved i i wonder if it's even i've just never heard it even mentioned Maybe it's more something that's considered part of Yoko Ono's work more than John's, and, um, and I'm less of an expert on Yoko Ono. So. Yeah. Don't know. I don't know. I've just I've just never heard heard of it. But lovely yeah. one for our film night, Nick. Yeah, if we want to fall asleep. Um, I think it's got it some fascinating. All I know. But <laughs> the the first IMAX projection system premieres in at the Expo Seventy in Osaka in Japan, and um, Culver City MGM begins selling off its studio backlot property and movie props. Although this is the result of 1971 Academy Awards, etc., it's the 1970 films, obviously. So shows how how different it, it was. Um, best film, best film drama in the 28th Golden Globe Awards was Love Story. Mm. Um, 
and but musical or comedy was MASH. Um, the BAFTA Awards, the winner was Butch Cassidy for Best Film. Oh, I don't yeah. think they broke it up into d- different types of films. The 43rd Academy Awards was Patton. That was the best film. Um, best Director at the Globes was Arthur Hiller for Love Story. Mm-hmm. It was George Roy Hill for Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. And it was Franklin J. Schaefer for, for Patton. Um, best Actor in a Drama was in the Golden Globes. It was George E. Scott for Patton. Albert Finney for Scrooge for the musical. Um... Best actor for the BAFTAs that year was Robert Redford for Butch Cassidy, Downhill Racer, and Tell Them Willie Boy is Here. And the Academy Awards, it was George C. Scott again for Patton. I think I was going to stop there, but I, I think it's I think there's still some some interesting things I need to I I, I need to relate. Uh, best actress was Ali McGraw for Love Story. This was at the Golden Globes. Carrie Snodgrass for Diary of a Mad Housewife. In musical or comedy BAFTAs it was Catherine Ross for Butch Cassidy and Tell Them Willie Boy is Here mm. the Academy Awards it was Glenda Jackson for Women in Love mm. Best Supporting Actor you mentioned him John Mills mm-hmm. Ryan's Daughter at the Globes Colin Welland for Kez at the BAFTAs and John Mills again for the Academy Awards Best Supporting Actor was Karen Black for five easy pieces, but also Maureen Stapleton for Airport. Mm. Susanna York for They Shoot Horses, Don't They? Uh, for the BAFTAs. And Helen Hayes for Airport at the Academy Awards. Oh, I think we will stop there because I want to go through the list of some of the other films that came out that year. Ones we may... Uh, also, I can't read all of them, but uh, um, there's Alex in Wonderland... Donald Sutherland. Um, that is it's a comedy drama film um, with with Ellen Burstyn, a director agonising over the choice of a follow-up project. It sounds it sounds like something we might be. It's not one I've heard heard of, but it does it does sound like it might potentially be interesting. Mm. Young director Alex Morrison feels compelled to follow his recent box office hit with another blockbuster. While mudding over his, this dilemma, the, director, the director's mind wanders to his past, his present and probable future. could either be good or it could just be a mess. <laughs> uh, let's have a look. Does it say whether it's considered a good film or bad? It doesn't really say. I'm sure I could find out. Um, but anyway... Um, Ah, Disney film, The the Aristocats. Now, I do remember The Aristocats, Mm. because that was... I I was actually one at the time, coming up to two, I turned two in in 1970. And um, Aristocats, I think, must have been one of the first films I saw, because I I have a distinct memory of um, being aware of it. I think I had a viewmaster of The Aristocats. And um, it goes... I, we had a rotary clothesline at the time and there was a the name of the cats the kittens was Marie Toulouse and Balliols and we used to run around the the rotary clothesline seeing Marie Toulouse and Balliols mm. Balliols yeah. I'm pretty sure they often with Disney films show them again at the cinema years afterwards oh indeed they do yeah 
But no, it was it was a nice little movie. I won't mind seeing it again sometime. Yeah. Um, Beneath the Planet of the Apes um, came out. I'm not sure how far we are into. The, um, that's the. I second, have a feeling it's, it's the second, second one. Yeah, second yeah. of five films. Um, Beyond the Valley of the Dolls. That's Russ Mayer, Russ Mayer film. That's, um, that's sort of how to describe that. Well, Russ Mayer often made quite uh, sexy films. Um, but yeah, it was originally intended as a sequel to the 1967 film Valley of the Dolls. Dolls being a slang term for depressant pills or downers. Beyond the Valley of the Dolls was instead revised as a parody of the commercially successful but critically reviled original Beyond um, original. Mm. Um, Beyond met a similar fate. It was initially panned by critics but became a box office success. Yeah, I think I've got a. I've definitely got the book, The Valley of the Dolls. So I'm not, I haven't, I haven't read it yet. Mm. But I think I have a DVD release which has both films mm. on. Um, um, Bigfoot with John Carradine uh, and John Mitchum horror mm. film. Uh, should see that. Oh, no, no, I don't. I don't know if I should see that. It might say nasty things about. You know, it's bound to not be very yeti friendly. <laughs> yeti uh, there's a interesting The Boatniks by it's made by Walt Disney but it has um, Robert Moore Stephanie Powers Phil Silvers um, yeah it's a comedy mm. uh, I've not really heard of that um, what else can I tell you about Count Yorga Vampire that's a sort mm. of how's that best to describe that that's um, American vampire horror film um, and there was a sequel The Return of Count Yorga and I have this in my collection I quite like it because it's an American take on vampires and I think it's a bit like if I remember rightly it's a contemporary setting so it's a bit like those um, I think I'm right in saying that it's a bit like those later Hammer films where they have, like, Dracula AD 1973 or whatever. And I always like... I'm a bit I'm a bit fussy with vampire films. I do prefer sort of contemporary vampire films rather than people dressed in mm. period costumes, like a lot of the Hammer films are. Um, it's one of the reasons I like Dark Shadows is a lot of it is set in the time mm. it's made. Um not that there's anything wrong with it, it's just me. There's nothing wrong with Hammer Films set in the 1800s or 1900s, whatever. But uh, um, The Dunwich Horror with Dean Stockwell, that's American Supernatural Horror. Um, got Egg Begley in it. It's based on a H.P. Lovecraft story. I think I, I have seen that. I think it's a bit... I think it's a bit trippy. Um <laughs> Elvis, that's the way it is. I think that might be it's a documentary. I think well, it's the first. It's his first non-dramatic film, but I think it's also the end of his film run, mm. of, uh, the run of films that came out about him throughout the whole, you know, all the sixties. Because uh, I think we we've talked on the show about one of his later ones, mm. Five Easy Pieces with Jack Nicholson. That's, oh yeah, um, but I've definitely heard of that. I don't think I've ever seen it. That's a drama film. 
um, about oil rig, about an oil rig worker. Mm-hmm. The honeymoon killers. Now, I think that's quite obscure, but I think I own that one. It's, I think it's sort of along the lines of some of those. Well, you know, there's a sort of quite low budget. I wouldn't call them exactly horror films, maybe psychological horror. Some of them, mm. some of them you've got, um, like Auntie Roo, mm. and um, it's, it's sort of along oh, well, that those sort of like. Yeah. Um, House of Dark Shadows came out in 1970. Mm. Now, that was the. Dark Shadows were still being made. This is the first feature length film. Um, it's, it's the one that is the most like. Um, you know, it has Barnabas, it has all the sort of familiar characters. The, the second film uh, is is less has less of the famous characters in, but it it tries to be like a Hammer film, and um, I think Dark Shadows succeeds in being a weird daytime soap opera. Mm. Doesn't need to be Hammer horror. Uh, it gets to do completely different things. Mm. Being a daytime soap opera. Than, than anything that happens in it, you know, and you can have plots that go on for weeks, and you know, a Hammer Horror film can't do that. A Hammer yeah. Horror has got a ninety-minute length or whatever. Um, so for Dark Shadows, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's an obvious step up, but you know, Dark Shadows was best at being um, what it what it is known for, rather than trying to be trying to compete with the big boys, really, because by then Hammer films were kind of beginning to get boring. They were dead or, or in the water, really. They, they were kind of. Yeah, they we didn't didn't really. I don't. Th- I, I wonder whether it was even shown like overseas because considering the Dark Shadows wasn't even known. Whether it got shown and no, and people went mm-hmm. to see it, but they didn't know that it had any connection with the TV series. I, I'm not sure. I'd have to look into that. But now, Husbands by John Cassavetes. Uh, I have that at home. It's got Peter Falkin, Ben Gazzara and John Cassavetes. I, I have that because I think I... It was around... The, it, it's um, about three middle-class men in the throes of a midlife crisis following the death of a close friend. Uh, I think I kind of b- bought it. I haven't watched it yet, but I bought it because it had Peter Falk in and it was around the time when I was having my Columbo. Mm. And I thought, oh, well, you know, I like to see him play some other characters because I've only ever really seen him play something. So... Just have a quick more look, and then we need to get Cuthbert to choose our next year. Um, there's one here called The Lady in the Car with Glasses and a Gun. <laughs> we, uh, that's got Samantha Egger, Oliver Reed and John McHenry. It's a thriller. I think they're going to come up with a catchier title. It's a psychological, <laughs> a psychological thriller film um, based on the novel, novel of the same name. Gosh, you've... Uh-huh. As they get on the spine. Yeah. Little Big Man, uh, Dustin Hoffman, Faye Dunaway. That's a Western. I've never seen that. Westerns aren't really my cup of tea. No, I only really watch them. Ali likes Westerns. But Dad likes Westerns, but whether he likes... I don't know. Depends if it's how moth... Because I remember there being one that came out in the 90s. The Unforgiven? Yeah. Yeah. My dad went to see it and he couldn't stand it, because I think it was trying to do something new with... Yeah, we've got it. Oh, yeah. It's, it's very good actually yeah. if you don't like westerns then uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's something a bit probably different it, it, it questions mm. the whole morality of a yeah. gunslinger and, and questions the um, the whole meaning of killing whereas yeah. normal westerns goody baddie mm. 
Whereas yeah. this is this is an old swearing in it as well. Yeah, there's <laughs> uh, yeah, there's, there's a certain word that um, <laughs> even women uh, hesitate <laughs> to use, and yeah. Uh, yeah, Clint Eastwood uses it quite liberally. Mm. Um, but the, no, it's a very very good film, and it's it's not black and white. It's it, it's no there's mm. no um, in, Indians. It's it's got it's it, the whole yeah. the morality of. Um, um, when to kill and when not to kill, you know, it's it's, it's it, and the whole mindset of a of a of a sort of basically of a, a assassin um, for hire. Uh, it's it's great. It's a cracking film. Mm. I I love it. We've got Myra Breckenridge, which is one I've heard a lot about, and um, it's an American comedy film based on Gore Vidal's nineteen sixty eight novel. I don't know much about it, but it is the cast is is very interesting. Raquel Welsh, May, May West, uh, John Houston, Father Fawcett. I, I would, you know, some some of those names. I wouldn't Must necessarily know that they had, Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily know that they'd all um, work together. Ra- Raquel Welsh was very <coughs> good at the time because she, um, I think, she, uh, most you know, the Fantastic Voyage a few years ago, a few years before, and um, the, the, the one the with the um, uh, hundred hundred million years BC. Yes. She was in Clute, which I bought because it was a kind of iconic film. I, I remember Clute. Um, I think I need to watch it again. It's one of those ones that's famous that you watch and you think... Mm, okay. I wouldn't mind Don't, seeing Clute again, yeah. actually, because it's quite... A well, now, now you've got your Blu-ray plugged in. Yeah. We can, I can bring some of my Blu-rays, which I haven't been able to um, yeah, bring along. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I'd like to see Clute again. Uh, Donald Sutherland, who's always good value for money. The Phantom Toll Booth, you yeah, mentioned. Yeah, that's the one I mentioned. Yeah. Um, uh, I'd like, that's another film I'd like to see again. Uh, it's so bonkers. Isn't it? So many, so many films, but I don't think. I think we need to move on to another year. Also, the more I look into uh, these, the more chance of me ending up going off to Amazon and buying copies. <laughs> these episodes are very expensive for me. They are actually. Uh, they put ideas into my head as well. <laughs> Hello listeners, it is me, Cuthbert. Whilst Paul and Nick have a quick break, I'm here to share with you some sudden part clips from early 1995. They follow straight on from the scenes that we shared in our previous episode. We hope you enjoy them. Once they are done, we will return for more movie cat exclamation. Totally forgotten about this matter. He's supposed to be a friend, and he just 
person seemed to care. I, I don't want to see him again. I don't want to see any of his sort. Once, I, once I've saved Arnold, I shall go away and... and, and oh, oh. He doesn't seem to realise that Arnold is my best mate. He's not just... Oh, Arnold! He's not talking to me. Oh, no. There's a chicken up there. He's talking, I think. It's a shame I can't talk to him. He can't hear my thoughts. That stupid man is unconscious again. Why do I get an owner who is so... so in... He thinks he can rule the world, but I'd be, I would have been better being Bacow's dog, I think. Or maybe not. I'm really an evil dog myself. My business with the flashing, though. He'll chose... I, I'm the faithful doggy, but he doesn't trust me. That Mr. Nice Mr. Horner wants to prove my innocence. I better wake him up. Okay. Wake up, you stupid man. Hello! Uh, oh. Monster Craft! It's so embarrassing. So, I feel so Where was I? Oh. Hello, viewers. Hello, viewers. Yes, we were at Ted Parker's house. It would seem that Crispin and Richard aren't... Um, uh, they're not staying around for the Circles of Horrors. Um, which is what much as I thought. I thought I could abandon it. I don't mind. They really want to go and see London and see the nightlife at London and go and do shopping. Um, in which case, I'd, apparently they're going to stay with some friends of Richard um, in London. I don't think I'm going to see Crispin. He'll be going back to Charlton, of course. Because um, um, he's sort of permanently based there these days. But uh, I probably won't see Crispin until i come back to Salisbury next time, which probably won't be until... February now. Um, anyway, so I shall say my goodbyes to them in a minute. But um, hello, 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 hello. Hola. I'm glad you came down. Yes, I came down. Uh, apart from the obvious problems that have been happening in my park, uh, as a consequence, I've been staying away. So I, I pretended that I've got the flu or something. Yeah. Because uh, <coughs> I don't want to be eaten by anything. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so as a consequence, I've been preparing to try and get this done. Now, I can't make head nor tail of it. Oh, it's and, the uh, certain part of the and, and I take it you can't either. I, I did have a stage where I managed to start... It says something things. about encode. Yes. But, yeah, I did manage to decode a little bit at once, but... but no. But, wasn't I, 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 Mr. Twitcher, whose eyesight is, is, is not at the best at the best of times, for some reason, he's able to read words in here. Inscriptions. That, 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 that'll be possible, viewers, because of course that happened to me. I don't see why that shouldn't happen, because yes, it did happen to me. Mm. I can understand that. So, now, there is a specific page, number 36, yeah. which starts with, there will be lap wings, mm -hmm. and ends with, pleasantly with the rich brown earth. Mm. And all of a sudden, but by the dog's hanging around nearby, which is very rare, because Twitch is not particularly fond of the dog, yeah. a devil thing appears. Oh. Now, well, the first time I saw that, saw that thing, uh, I, I was quite perturbed. I thought it was some sort of Bacobian nasty, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, but apparently it wasn't. I have since realised, because the dog suddenly... The, the, the dog, I, I should actually use his name. Ace. Ace. My, my good dog, Ace. Yes. He is possessed. Oh, dear. <laughs> he, is, he is possessed by a, a demon. Oh dear. And it, it's only the words in this in this book that seem to relieve him what, of the, the devil. Oh, the devil! Not not not, not relieve him literally. No. That as well. You better be careful. Oh, you better be careful because if Twitch has got that power, <laughs> it won't necessarily last that long. Are you being
been like this for a year, a year now. He's, he's been possessed for as good as a year. He always barks when I come in the house. He ate my wife. But yeah. that was prior to the occasion, I have to be honest. But he, he's been a bloody sight worse since Bagger possessed him one. Perhaps he was being um, fated. Perhaps I, I seem to think that this, this devil thing, this devil thing must belong to someone. Yeah. He, he must have been, been belonged to back of, and as a consequence, the, the dogs just run rampant with no one to control the devil. So basically, you want me to help You've got you. to convince Twitcher to stand near that dog and read the entire passage. I, I have reason to believe that to make the devil stay put, he has to carry on reading up until Ordinary Watcher. So basically, viewers, I've been called here to exercise the devil. He doesn't trust me, you see. He doesn't trust authority. <laughs> exercise the devil. Exercise. All in the course of duty. <laughs> <I'm talking. laughs> right. So, Cuthbert, the property is he awake? Or Dabijiki. He admitted to being. He, he admitted that he was researching last time. Oh, fine, fair enough. Yes, Paul. I'm here to help you select another film year. I'm twice as excited to do so! Exclamation. Uh, Cuthbert, what is the next year? Your next film year is 1985. That's a perfect, decent year, even if I say so myself! Exclamation. 1985. Hey. Ah, so um, I wasn't regularly. Going to the cinema in 1985, not to say, well, down the list, I won't find that I did go to some films, yeah. but I was a bit, I was only 12. 85, uh, by contrast, 85 is probably the year I started going to the mm. cinema more often. I, I it's, it's always going to be a very important year to me because I left school that year yeah. um, and was all the better for it. Yeah. Uh, Mickey and Maud with um, Dudley Moore and um, uh, Amy Irving. Uh, in fact, I went to see it because of Amy Irving, not <laughs> Dudley Moore. Um, oh, um, Get Into the Groove, um, Desperately Seeking Susan. Oh, yeah. Yes, I, I went to see that. Back to the Future, I think I saw in 86, but it, it obviously it was an 85 film. Mm. Um, what else was there? Princess Bride. Um, I think, yeah. oh, is it? No, actually, Princess Bride. No, that's rubbish. Princess Bride was later. Well, um, I'll tell you the top ten films, um, taking into, into account the probably the American rather than U, U, UK. So, you, so might be a slight displacement as as to when films came out over here. But um, number one was Back to the Future. Uh-huh. Number two was Rambo: First Blood oh, Part Rambo, Two. Yes. Uh, number three was Rocky Four. Number four was The Colour Purple. Oh, yes. Number five was Out of Africa. Mm -hmm. Number six was Cocoon. Number seven was The Jewel of the Nile. Number eight was the, was Witness. Number nine was The Goonies. And number ten was Spies Like Us. Now, uh, it says here, context, the year was considered uh, an unsuccessful one for film. Despite a record number of film releases, many films failed at the box office. The ticket sales were down 17%. Oh compared with 1984. Oh, and Visual Kill, of course. Mm. Um, that was... Uh, Which is... Um, uh, is it my favourite Bond film? It's the one that I go on about most, so it probably is. It's your go-to. It's my go-to, yeah. yeah. 
I was getting. Th I was thinking it's eighty six, but but, Ooh, um, it's but that's because I'm wrong. <laughs> well, it came out when I was doing my. I actually missed it at the cinema because I was doing my uh, CSEs and O levels. So, yeah, I saw Octopussy at the cinema, but I don't think I saw Vito Kill. I wish it had been the other way around. I, I, I saw it. I, I had that because uh, I, I went to see Octopussy <coughs> when my. Um, it was the last film I went to see my mum. Mm. Um, now, I'll run through these as quickly as possible. This is the Golden Globes, etc. Best film at the Golden Globes was Out of Africa for Drama, Prizzy's <laughs> Honour for Musical or Comedy. Um, now, uh, as Woody Allen fans, this this is good. Uh, BAFTA's The Purple Rose of Cairo, um, Woody Allen film, Out of Africa at the Academy Awards. Uh, best director was John Huston. John for, Huston was still alive. But for, for Prizzy's Honour. Good um, grief. For some reason, they didn't have a best director at the BAFTAs that year, so it's not applicable. Um, you would have thought that Woody might have got it as he won the oh. best film. But um, Hannah and her sisters was the following year, I think. Mm. Within it, yeah. Um, trying to think, Purple Rose of Cairo is the the one about. It's the one with Jeff Daniels. It's but I don't know if you've seen that one. It's the I one it's all about cinema, and he comes out. Of he the comes out of the cinema. Clip. I remember that clip. Um, um, so, uh, the best director at the Academy Awards was Sidney Pollock for Out of Africa. Best actor was John Voight for Runaway Train mm -hmm. and John and Jack Nicholson for Prissy's Honour. Mm -hmm. Is Prissy's Honour another... another oh, uh, it, I'm trying to work out... It's a crime, a crime film. Um, I think it's a gangster film, mm -hmm. isn't it? Uh, uh, best actor at the BAFTAs was William Hurt for Kiss of the Spider Woman. And also, that was, he was the winner at the Academy Awards. Best actress was Whoopi Goldberg for The Colour Purple uh -huh. and Kathleen Turner for Prissy's Honour. Now, Prissy's Honour is obviously, if it's a crime film or a gangster film, it's a comedy because that's what it won for. Um, <laughs> it's a it was meant to be. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, this is nice. I have seen this because we did this at school. Um, best actress at the BAFTAs was Peggy Ashcroft for a Passage to India. That was uh, a year before, wasn't it? Well, it won it. Well, I, I guess not because yeah. it, this was at the 1986 yeah. BAFTAs. So, ooh, um, oh, and Geraldine that. Page, um, best actress for the trip to Bountiful. Um, yeah, I don't really know about that. No, you know that film. Um, it's an American drama film. Best supporting actor was Klaus Maria. Grandauer for Out of Africa. Apologies if I pronounced that wrong. I think it. That's the guy that was the baddie in um, okay. uh, Never Say Never Again. Mm. Denham Elliott for Defence of the Realm at the BAFTAs and Donna Miche for Cocoon. Uh, best Supporting Actress was Meg Tilly for Agnes of God and Rosanna Arquette for Desperately Seeking Susan. Mm -hmm. um, Desperately Seeking Susan is... I. I discovered that I, I saw Desperately Seeking Susan a lot more recently than that, but I also discovered that Desperately Seeking Susan is inspired by a rather um, esoteric French film, which I then also bought and saw that, yes, okay, you can see that there's a scene where um, I can't remember if it's Madonna following, or which way around it is, but they're follow, like following through a market and, and, and 
and you know the scene is is completely the same as this now let me see if I can find out Celine and Julie go boating it's a 1974 film but the, the film was inspired in part by the 1974 film Celine and, uh, and Julie go boating and um it's a it's a kind of again quite a trippy film i think i got it on blu-ray so maybe i can share it with you sometime and you'll better see the similarities i quite enjoy it quite enjoyed it um but it's quite long similarly uh, seeking susan is one of those films that um i enjoyed watching but i i'd be almost too wistful watching it now because mm. of the period it was the, the sort of starting college starting a school um, I just want to be 17 again, you know. One of those, I, you know, I, I get I, it would be too nostalgic almost. Mm. Um, Woody Allen, the Golden Globes, he won Best Screenplay Adapted and Best Screenplay Original for The Purple Rose of Cairo. Does that mean that if it's in the same script? film, does that mean he wrote the script and then he adapted his own script? I, I, <laughs> I don't know how that works. I can't look into it. I can only imagine it does because I mean, yeah. I, I don't think he he didn't really produce other people's work, did he? Mm. Um, he also won the BAFTA for Purple Rose of Cairo, although somebody else won for Prizzy's Honour as well. Uh, we'll. We'll move on to other films of that year. Let me just check this thing. After Hours, Martin Scorsese, Griffin Dunn, Rosanna Arquette. That's definitely one I think I saw at, like, the, my friend Kerry. Um, it's a 1985 black comedy. Rosanna Arquette was definitely one of my yeah. pin-ups uh, 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 in, back then. I I, um, I think that's one that my friend Kerry introduced me to at university. Mm. That Agnes of God that had Jane Fonda, Anne Bancroft and Meg Tilly. Uh, American neo-noir drama mystery film. Mm. Might be worth me exploring that. It's about a novice nun. The title sounds more like a a, a comedy, doesn't it? It doesn't sound like... It has like it's been... Doesn't sound like something that's serious, but uh, it sounds serious to me. Um, Alice in Wonderland. Now, I was just made for TV, but it's got Bonnie McDowell, on Anthony Newley, Telly Savalas, Ringo Starr, Shelley Winters. <laughs> uh, a two-part made-for-television. Oh, it was. Mm-hmm. Think it was a cartoon. I think it was a. An that's quite a cast. Yeah. Um, what else? The Bad Seed, Lynn Redgrave, David Carradine. Was there Tilly Savalis in Alice in Wonderland? Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> who, who loves you, Hadda? <laughs> it's a made for television horror film. What, Alice in Wonderland? No, The Bad Seed. Oh. It, it's a remake of a 1956 film. Um, the Black Cauldron. Freddie Jones, Nigel Hawthorne, mm. animated. That's a Walt Disney Studio, um, Walt Disney Studios first PG-rated animated film. Oh, great. Um, Brazil, Terry Gilliam. Oh yes. I don't think I've ever seen, but it's got Jonathan Price and Michael Palin, John yes. De Niro. Um, I think it's, it's Water that it came out the same year with Michael. Uh, or was it Water or Brazil? There's Michael Caine and uh, the guy from That's Life. To, um, uh, had a part in it. Mm. Ah, the Breakfast Club, John Hughes. That's one that uh, was introduced to by our mutual friend David. Um, back in uh, that's very that's about a, a load of different students who. It's one of those Brat Pack movies, basically. Um, um, what Evening World. 
um, Anthony Michael Hall, Emilio Estevez. It's about people being who are like put on after school detention and how they all bond yeah. together. Uh, apparently, it's a bit. Uh, if you watch it now, it has got. It's a little bit questionable or a little bit uncomfortable to watch some of the things. Oh. Some of the just sort of the attitudes to various minorities, but. No doubt it was a re- realistic depiction of... Yeah, I don't remember that. watching it. I mean, obviously... Yeah. I, I saw it... I, I think I saw it in the last five years and I don't remember yeah. finding anything... Mm. Because that's what those characters would say. Exactly. Yeah, of they would. Um, you know, you can't... You know, you can't change... That, that's what people... Yeah, I know. That's what people are funny about. They, they fancy rewriting history these days, don't they? Mm-hmm. Um, cat's eyes... Drew Barrymore, James Woods. Isn't that something to Stephen King? Yeah, it's a, a horror thriller film uh, written by Stephen King. Comprises three of his short stories from Night Shift. He's got a book of short stories of his. The Coca-Cola Kid. It's got Eric Roberts in, Greta Scacchi. Mm. Um, it's a comedy. Oh, made in Australia. Death Wish 3. <laughs> Charles Bonson. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael Winner directing those films were still quite sort of yeah I mean uh, Death Wish had been going over over ten years by now mm. um, you, you would have thought some you know someone like Bronson and and um, Winner who were quite temperamental would have wanted mm. to move on by now you know so. uh, Fright Night Roddy McDowell oh right yeah uh, yeah, that's uh... um, Creepers is another another horror film about uh, that that year. We might have to come back to Creepers because I think that's the American name of an Italian film. I wouldn't be too surprised. Something about a chim- chimpanzee oh, with yes. a with a knife or something. Yes, I know it's phenomena. It's a 1985 Italian horror film directed by Dario Argento. Mm who did, um, I, I think I've shown you some Dario Argento films. Um, yes, well, I think it's seen one. Suspiria, yeah. I think I think I've shown you that. Uh, the one, there was one from the, the little lady from um, Par- uh, Phantom of the Paradise. Um, yes, she, Suspiria, she was that's Suspiria, yeah. Suspiria. Um, Jennifer Connolly is in mm. Phenomena, or Creepers, before she became one of her early films. She was also in... Well, she still does films now, but she was in, she was in a beautiful mind, which we were talking about on the live yeah. show. Um, but she was in Labyrinth. She's the girl from Labyrinth as well. Yeah, Phenomena also has Donald Pleasance in. It is a very strange hey. film. It has a fly who's a detective. Although I don't know what was cut. One of those things where if you know a film is supposed to be a certain amount of length long. Although I'd like to see the Creepers version, and I think I own a copy. I was thinking, well, I should watch it just to compare what's chopped out of it. But yeah, there's a a fly that is used as to, as like a detective to trace a body, yeah. and there's a, a there's a monkey with a flick knife, and uh, Donald Pleasance um, sort of plays a, a, the typical mid eighties sort of role for Donald Pleasance. Yeah, um, no, it was detectivey, sinister. Yeah, I think he's sort of, sci- a sort of scientist in this one, but yeah, he's in a wheelchair. 
this is the version I've seen. <laughs> Did you ever see Creepers? No, I, I tell you why I know Creepers is because um, I used to um, watch was it um, the film film series? You know the film eighty five film with Barry Norman and I think Parkinson was standing in for him when the Creepers thing because I think he, he wasn't very impressed with Creepers. Mm-hmm. Um, and who, what was the... There was a Sissy Spacek film that came out that year. I think... It might have been The River. Mm. Um, with... Um, which had Mel Gibson as well as his, as a... Presumably if it's being reviewed on the film series, then in that, that that's what it would have been released to have. Yes. It must have been Creep, Reese's Creepers at least in some cinemas in the UK too. Because Creepers is the name of the the name that it was released as in mm. um, America. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know, I, I was kind of presuming that we would, we'd have had phenomena mm. as it No, I, I, I know that... Um, Interesting. But uh, I, I remember Parkinson standing in for Barry Norman and uh, reviewing the Sissy Spacek film, but earlier reviewing Creepers and um, mm. not really being very impressed with Creepers. Oh, well, we've gone off down a, a, a wiki but, wonder there. But... Uh, Got the Goonies, I think we mentioned that. Um, I've never seen that. I, I never really appealed to me the sort mm. of bratty kiddie film. Um, mm. Although it's it's a cult favourite, isn't it? Mm. It's, uh, uh, I think mm, I think people my age are supposed to get very excited about it, but <laughs> uh, I'm afraid I haven't got that excited about it. I don't think it's a bad film, but I don't think it's really my um, a bit like the Lost Boys. People get excited about it, but I, yeah, um, I saw that many years ago in Bristol. <clears throat> Lost Boys. Mm. It must have been its first telly outing. Or video. No, probably video. The Howling 2, Christopher Lee and Sybil Danning. Oh, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Mel Gibson and Tina Turner. Oh, Commando with um, uh, uh, Schwarzenegger. Mm. National Lampoon's European Vacation. The family getaway for the family everybody wants to get away from. Uh Is that the one that's got that catchy song? They 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 they, they lean on um, uh, yeah they they lean on um, Stonehenge and it falls down. Oh, sort of, that sort of level of humour, I'm afraid. <laughs> Lindsay Buckingham's Holiday Road was once again featured as the film's theme song. I, I know that song, Holiday Road. Uh, so I've obviously seen one of those yeah. one of those National Lampoon ones but I don't know which one A Nightmare on Elm Street 2 Freddy's Revenge that's the one that's a lot of people's favourite because it's a bit darker and has quite a lot of hidden, hidden subtext and um, before it gets really silly and he's and, and I think it's the last film where Freddy's supposed to actually be quite scary before he just starts making stupid comments when people die um, uh <laughs> I think it's about some. I've seen. I've seen it. I want to see it again. It's got a bit of a gay subtext to it about sort of suppressing yourself. And yeah. I think the the person who's possessed by Freddy is trying to sort of suppress the fact that that he is taking. Well, sorry. What was the film that you made? Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Yeah. Tim Burton. Yeah. That had Paul Rubens, Elizabeth Daly, Mark Holton, and, oh, Morgan Fairchild, James Brolin, um, Porky's Revenge. Uh, the, the second sequel to Porky's. I don't. I think. I think I've only. I think I might have seen some of Porky's because it was one of those films that you. I definitely haven't seen Porky's Revenge. I don't think. 
Police Academy 2, their first assignment. I've never really seen any of the Police Academy films. No. Um, I mean, basically, um, they're, they're, a, they're a version of, like, what I tried to do with Run Fast in the World, and you play for laughs. Yeah. <laughs> um, Return to Oz. Oh, yes, with Jeannie Marsh as Mondi. Mm. Um, uh, yes. Never saw it, but I saw loads of clips and read a lot about it. Yeah. Silverado... I was going to say, is that a comedy western? But because it's got John Cleese in it, but um, but it's also got Kevin Costner in. Could be any, could it be anything. Cliff Goldblum, Rosanna Arquette again. Ah, uh, um, Klein. Um, and I, I have to say, Return to Oz wasn't the first sequel of Wizard of Oz. There was a Journey Back to Oz, which was a cartoon one in 1971. And it's still the 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 witch was still alive then. They go woman who played the witch, mm. and she actually did the voice of the 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 baddie witch. In it. And there was the whiz with Diana. Oh yeah, Ross, which I yeah. think was a bit of a. It's not sure. all black. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm not sure whether it's supposed to be a bit of a a flop or whether it was successful. I think I've heard both views. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, young Sherlock Holmes, Barry Levinson. Nicholas Rowe, uh, Alan Cox. Well, I think that's enough for 1985. We've got one more year to go, so... Hello, listeners. It's me again, your friend, Cuthbert. Whilst the guys take another short rest, I intend to share with you further moments of Southern Park. I hope you'll find them engaging. After they have played out, we will return for our final film conversation exclamation. I'm here. I shall try and do what I can. I shall try and do what I can Is to it? help exercise your dog. Yeah. Not that I regular... exercise it. I don't mind. Leave Richard alone. I think they're... On, you're getting ready to go off. On, on a regular day, on a regular day, when I go out to work, right, he comes over from his bird watching. He stays here for about half an hour, dolls himself out, uh, uh, dolls himself up, I should say, mm. and out, and then he, he buggers off round to the Paxton Arms of his Filipino lad friends. Oh, Crispin. Um, what? Crispin, why didn't you Not go off? For... What I'm trying to say is, he's, he's only going to be here for another about 15 minutes, and then he's oh. going to bugger off. So we've got to get this done soon. So he'll be in the other room somewhere, perhaps. Right. Wait a minute. He's just gone by. He's okay. gone out early. Oh, oh, oh well, you, Crispin, follow, Crispin, you better follow him if you want to go, with it, go and see his friends. <laughs> Come on, Richard, let's go. Let's see if we can... I like the sound of this pub. Let's go, we can pop there and have some lunch, then we can pop off down to put it under shopping. It's the Paxton Arms. Right, okay. Thanks See a lot. See if you can stop him from going just for a little while. All right. Hold him off. Okay, I should hold, hold him, him off. Hold him off for a while. I'll enjoy holding him off. Well, Happy New Year, Paul, and probably see you when, we'll probably see you in the New Year. And I do hope that your friend, Mr. Trowbridge, gets found and everything. Okie doke. Bye. Uh, yeah. Yeah, happy, happy New, New Year. You do have some strange friends, Paul Charblock. Uh, well, no, they're not strange. They're, uh, they're just um, not strange. One of them was a cuddly bell. That's and the other one was a dragon-type thing. Yeah, well, that's Richard and, Richard and, and, and Crispin. Not Richard and Judy. No. Uh, Crispin and Richard. Crispin's the dragon-type thing, and, and, and Richard's the teddy bear. They're, they're, uh... I worry about you sometimes. <clears throat> now, look, 
Here, take this. Right. You get on with it. Twitcher must get rid of that dog. Monster yeah. thing that's yeah. in my dog. Right. He's a hellhound, but, but I don't want him to be a hellhound. I've got to catch up with Twitcher myself. I want him to be a German shepherd like he was a year ago. I've got to catch up with Twitcher myself. Well, yes, they're holding you off for you, the other two. All right. Quick, okay, quick, okay, quick, okay. Quick, quick. Just wait there. Yes. Yes, your friend wants you, Mr. Twitcher. Yes. Okay. I'll see you at the Paxton Arms later, right? <laughs> Goodbye. Bye, Paul. Oh. How long is it to the circus? Also? Look, yes. take the book. Right. I'll, go get the do- I'll go get the right. dog ready, right? You yes. go and talk to Mr. Twitcher. Right. I'll let the dog out as soon as you you give a signal. Like what? Right, okay. Are you like, like coughing loudly or something? Coughing, right. Coughing. You cough, dog's out. Right. Right, and... Uh, it's not very long to the, the circus. Oh, I better get work here. I've got to get this sorted out. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. I feel a bit bad about leaving, Paul. I just hope you'll be okay. Oh. Yes. Come on, Richard. Let's go off down to the, the shops and things. Hello, viewers. Twitcher's just down there. Look, I don't know whether he'll know. Uh, I don't really want to go into any depth with him about the... Re- All we need to do is to read the passage from the book. I shall just try and convince him to without necessarily saying what is actually going is what what he's actually going to cause by reading it all right okay yeah all right all right look look listen now listen here you yes just look put that down for a second i'll be wondering where you've got to i found you the other day about arnold trapped in that laboratory underneath the telephone box down the road oh and not more problems there's the circus there's arnold when are we Ben's, going? Ben's dealing with Arnold. Well, stop talking to your eyeball. When are we going? We're going to go now. Look, we're running out of time. You saw Crispin, did you? You saw Crispin. Oh, yeah. oh yes, I'm going to meet him and his teddy bear I think, you get on, I think you got on well with him. Um, no, before, what, what, before we do that, I need you to do something for me. Yes, what? Uh, I need you to read something from this book. Um, I'm, now? Yeah, I, I'm thinking about doing... Any- Arnold is far more important than the passage in a book. Ah, but this is top secret. Uh, uh, is it Smeg? Yes, yes. It's a, it's a special smeg, um... No, it's not. It's that bird book. Yes, yes but well, I'm doing a bird reading seminar. And, um, What's that got to do with and, and I think you'd you'd be great for reading this particular passage. Or something. Oh, it's that passage Parkhurst is always going on about. It's very good. We, he's heard you reading it and thinks you do very well in this... Um, oh, does he? Yes. He thinks you're... You, so you think my, <coughs> you think my voice is... Uh, suitably rotund one. and... Uh, yes. Oh, well, well, perhaps uh, if you put it like that. Yeah, I'll, I'll have a crack it. So it's you, easy, want, you want me to start talking now, then? Uh, just a minute. He's, so easier to, he's, easier to, he's easier to con than I thought. Yeah, <coughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm just going to... Uh, um, before you start, I just need to clear my throat. Uh, there will be uh, lap wings... At, oh, just oh, a bit, no, so, I need to clear oh, my throat. Oh, right, yes. <coughs> <coughs> Surely it should be me that clears my throat, you fool. Podcast! Don't worry, don't worry, keep going. The silver white plumage contrasted pleasantly with the rich brown of on high ground among the hills and mountains of Scotland, Wales, and elsewhere. The larger birds of prey, such as the buzzard, eagle, and falcon, make their home. These are often retreats inaccessible Keep to going. the ordinary weather. Keep going, that's right, that's fine, that's fine. Good, 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 good. Good grief. Devil. What? The devil. It's the devil. Look, the devil from the devil dog. It's being conjured up. Yeah, the ape, come off. Oh. 
Uh, what do we do now? Uh, quick, come on, you'll attack us or something. Bloody hell. Look, I hope this isn't something some you're doing. Uh, don't worry, it's a long story. Maybe it's best to be going and deal with this Arnold business. Look, take it back. Just, oh, he's still, he's still there, he's under that lamp. Oh, he's, just, just, he's, he's not trying to harm Oh, he's about to harm us now. Quick! After there's someone in front of you. Doesn't matter, quick. How did you do that? <laughs> from the other side. Perhaps it goes through that window. Don't ever count that in time. It's coming! Yes, Cuthbert, uh, is he ready? He is ready, Paul, yes. Yes, he's very ready. Hello again, Paul. I intend to help you select one final film year. It is our third this episode. Hence, I am thrice as excited to select it for you both. Go then, Cuthbert, what year are we doing next? Your third and final film year is 1998. Time to get chatting, guys! Exclamation. 1998? Ah, oh. hmm, 1998. Well, at least I was certainly... I, I, I knew Callum by this point, and we went, got into the stage of going to the cinema almost every week, so I'll probably recognise a lot of these films, although... Yeah. My heart falls a bit because these are none none of these films are films that I own. Maybe one of them I would possibly rewatch. Before we say any more, I'll read you the top ten, Nick. The uh, number one that year, again taking into consideration, this is very American biased, but these are all films I recognise. Yeah, so I guess yeah, they did pretty well overall. Uh, Armageddon um, was number one. Saving Private Ryan. Oh yeah. Number two. I don't. I don't remember, you know, I don't remember hating that film, but it's not a film I would want to, I don't, I would rush around and, but, uh, and want, you know, watch all the time or anything, so. Um, Godzilla, number three. Uh, I can't remember, I've seen one or two Godzilla films. I mean, not, I haven't seen any, actually the ones I probably really want to see are the, the really old 60s ones, sort of the actual Japanese originals, but I've never no, seen any of those. <laughs> This will be big budget. Whether it, uh, there's something about Mary, I remember. That's that's the. I remember seeing that. That's the. Can you remember about that? That's the bit where she has um, certain fluids in her hair. Um, Cameron Diaz, um, Matt, Matt Dillon, it's got Lee Evans in it. I'm not a fan of Lee Evans. Yeah. Um, it's the sort of like Norman Wisdom impersonator. Um, <laughs> that's probably being unfair, but not that unfair. Um, I, I, I was going to say that was the film I would consider watching again, but I'm thinking now. I, now I'm reminded that he's in it. I don't know. Um, I think the only film, the only film I can recall going to see, and that's not to say I didn't um, see any others, but I do remember going to see the Avengers, the the, the big screen uh, version yeah. of that. Uh, an ex girlfriend or a friend of mine was actually in the audience, and we sat together and kept mm. each other company. I. I thought the Stephen Tara kiss thing was a bit silly um, and a crowd-pleasing exercise, but 
I mean, I, I suppose they because they were trying to sell it abroad. That's why they had Uma Thurman. As, and Uma Thurman makes quite a good Bond girl. I like the fact that Connery was the baddie, and I just it tickled me that um, Eddie Izzard was his sidekick because he's Eddie Izzard spends much of his act doing Connery impressions. Mm. So uh, I wonder what Connery made of it. I rewatched that like in the last six months, yeah. and it's all right. It's all right. Yeah. No, it's not special, but it's all right. Which really it should have been. It should have been more special. <laughs> yes. Um, let me just finish this list of. So we've got A Bug's Life, which I always confused with, oh, is it Ants, the one that Woody Allen's in? But uh, I probably happily, it's, a, it's, a, it's, an, animated, it's yeah. an animated film from the creators of Toy Story. I, I don't think I've seen it. I probably would, I'd probably watch it on a plane or something, or um, I'm, I, I'd probably watch it not on a plane. But um, Just have the quickest of squints to see whether I've actually got any 98 films on my mm. It wasn't a bond yet. Um, um, but A Bug's Life does have some interesting people in it. Um, it has, um, well, not the most famous people. Jonathan Harris from Lost in Space oh, right. plays a praying mantis ah. who is the circus musician, uh, magician. That that uh, probably is who interests me. Most of all, Roddy McDowell plays Mr. Soil, the ant colony's resident thespian. Roddy uh, McDowell died that year, so it must have been one of the final last films he did. I mean, there are also other people like Kevin Spacey and Julia Louis Dreyfus and Hayden Panettiere. She must have been. She was in Heroes in the Noughties, and she mm-hmm. was quite young then. She must have been a kid by that stage. She mm-hmm. does does say she's someone's younger sister. But uh, Dennis Leary, David Hyde Pierce from Frasier, um, Michael McShane. He was. Known for whose line is it anyway? He was uh, over here, but uh, um, Deep Impact, another one of them sort of big budget disaster movies uh, with Elijah Wood, um, Mulan, Doctor Doolittle. This was the version with Eddie Murphy, um, Shakespeare in Love. That that would be oh, actually, Paltrow. I did I go and see Shakespeare enough? I th- either I I seem to recall because I was I was getting uh, blockbusters by then. Um, I seem to recall I seeing going to see Shakespeare in Love with. Um, so I used to go to the cinema with my friend Ali Gracie. Mm. I think it rings a bell. I think I might have seen it. Yeah, and Lethal Weapon Four, Mel Gibson. I don't think even Calamai saw that one. Mm-hmm. Um, <coughs> so interesting to see Joseph Fiennes as... Because I, I just played Shakespeare by then on mm. stage and I, 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 I was interested to see somebody else's interpretation. Yeah. i quickly run through... I, I, won't, I won't break it down quite the same as we did before, but uh, I won't specify whether it was Golden Globes, etc., etc., mm-hmm. but best film... Um, Saving Private Ryan did well Shakespeare in Love did pretty well um, Best Director uh, Steven Spielberg won lots of awards for Saving Private Ryan although Peter Weir got one for The Truman Show now The Truman Show if it'd been almost any other actor <laughs> yes I know what you mean it, um, it, <laughs> I, 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 it's, I'm not a fan of Jim Carrey 
except for in The Grinch when you can't tell it's Jim Carrey. <laughs> I think I'm more appreciative of some of the things he's said more recently or the, thing, the political things he's... I think he stood up against Trump and so... So, so you know, it's not... It's not um, I just don't really enjoy him. And um, I remember watching the Truman Show and I remember thinking it sounded like the sort of film I'd like, but I felt almost felt like the film began at the point where it finished because I think it ends with him getting escaping the, the world that he's been trapped in, the Truman Show. But I wanted to know how, how many minutes he lasted out in the real world because... Um, and you didn't see that, you just saw him escaping. But, I mean, there's another film there, yeah. because what on earth... What, how on earth did a person who'd lived in that sort of thing... But maybe that was the point. But they could have had... Maybe they could have had less in the... You know, whatever the running, of, the, the running time was, mm. could have had less of it, and then more of what happened once he actually got out. But mm. I don't know. I don't know that I could... That, that would ever... going to be a big hit for me with him... In it. No, I, I think there was a film that Dex showed me once with him and uh, um, Kate Winslet, um, oh, where yeah. he, oh, the Eternal Sunshine. Yeah, of the I don't think I like that. that it was quite an interesting concept. I enjoyed it. I, I always find Kate Winslet a little bit maudlin, um, uh, but she was okay in that. Yeah, I think I saw it. I thought. Maybe it's because he's flushed your knickers. I, I think it was very highly regarded, and I thought it was okay, rather than. Yeah, again, Jim Carrey. If it had been somebody other than Jim Carrey, uh, yeah. The thing I, is, I, I, I think the thing is, it was also decent. sold a bit as his first serious role, but it it wasn't that serious because yeah. his character in the Truman Show just did his Jim Carrey type. Yeah antics uh, 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 so he and there wasn't enough of 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 him being any different than he usually was and I mean it's a long time I haven't seen it since 98 but I, I can still remember being just sort of like mm, yeah mm-hmm. not I don't th- A I don't think it's his great like oh cha- really doing something really different not like Robin Williams where he, he does sometimes he he can annoy me if he's too madcap but I like things like Dead Poets Society and there's a few one or two thrillers he did where he was playing it serious and there's no doubt that even Mrs Doubtfire I enjoyed because it was yeah, just he's, he, yeah. he's, he's got, he can be he's too got much shades, doesn't he, in, he can in be a bit much but but yeah when he's serious he's serious uh-huh. and, 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 and I don't think I don't. I'm not yet seen anything Jim Carrey, which there's where there is such a transition, mm. uh, like there is with Robin Williams when he does him. Well, I remember. I remember years ago when we t- we were reading something in the paper, and when I was on um, Stagdo mm. in Dover, and we were you were reading the paper about the the actors, and we came to Robin Williams. And said, yeah, he's he's either very very good or very very crap. Mm. <laughs> um, Michael Caine um, got a Golden Globe for Little Voice. Um, I remember Little Voice because that that was one uh, where it was um, a very good performance by um, Jane Horrocks who and Brenda Blethyn and Jim Broadbent and Ewan McGregor and I know this sounds really pathetic but I remember that film was sport for me but I just remember there being a lot of swearing in it 
and, and that sort of swearing for no reason. Yeah. And I remember that spoiling it for, for me. Um, you know, and I was, you know, I was only 22 or something, you yeah. know, so it's not like, I just... It can get too much, I know, you know, I was in a, I was in a play, um, well, it never came to anything, but a, a new play, and it was a really good story and a really good idea, and, and it just mm. could have done with dialing back the swearing. Ian McKellen also got a Critics' Choice Award for Gods and Monsters and Act Pupil. Oh, yeah. Apt Pupil is a Stephen King, and I don't didn't remember that Ian McKellen was actually in that. It was um, David Schwimmer was in that too. Um, Robert Benini. Oh, I think I know this. Yes, I do know. Life is beautiful. Um, Italian comedy drama. I have I have. I think I have been shown that. Um, so I do know what that is, but it's been a while. Uh, very quickly, Best Actress. Kate Blanchett got a Golden Globe for Elizabeth. Gwyneth oh. Paltrow got one for Shakespeare in Love. Yeah, it's kind of those two. Kate Blanchett in, across the board. With some award ceremonies are giving it to Kate Blanchett for Elizabeth. Some of them are giving it to Gwyneth Paltrow for. I think I saw both films, but I can't remember enough about them was to say it, which one. It, I... I get into my head. Kate Blanchett was the Queen in in Shakespeare in Love. You might be right. I'm sure she was. Um, Queen Elizabeth. Let me have a look. Oh, no. Um, that was... No, no, no. Judy Dench. Judy Dench. Judy Dench. Yeah. Ed Harris got something for The Truman Show. Billy Bob Thornton for A Simple Plan. Robert Duval for A Civil Action. James Coburn for Affliction. Geoffrey Rush for Shakespeare in Love. Well, it was one film that... We- I think I went to see with with Ali Gracie, and it was um, oh Taylor, uh, Panama Taylor of Panama mm. with Pierce Brosnan, mm. and um, it always amused me because with that and um, what's the one where it was a remake of a uh, Stephen McQueen, and he's he's a thief, oh. thief. Um, oh, what's it called? I quite like that. Um, I quite like oh. His. You know the one I mean. Mm. Um, and it amused me, at the end of both films... Rene Russo or something. Um, he, he's on a plane being handed a drink by a beautiful woman. Uh, and it, the, the both films end the same way. And I'm like, Has he got it written into his contract? He has to have a piece of a glass of something bubbly sort of handed yeah. it to him by a beautiful woman. Oh. The Thomas Crown Affair. Thomas Crown Affair, that's right, yeah. Yeah, I quite like that. I think I might have even seen that more than once. Yeah. I was quite. A bit, I I enjoyed Pierce Brosnan's Bond, and for more than one reason. And I find Art Thieves a bit boring. I I, I must admit. I uh, um, I mean, I quite like Brosnan, um, but I don't know. Uh, but um, yeah, the, those last people I was telling you about, Ed Harris. Oh yeah. Blah blah. blah Jeffrey Rush. They were best supporting actor, best supporting actress. Lynn Redgrave, Gods and Monsters. She died quite. She did. Oh, she lasted until 2010. Oh, right. Um, yeah, I, I thought, thought she, she died more like I, around that time. But, I said, did um, Kathy Bates, also best supporting actor for Primary Colours, Joan Allen for Pleasantville, um, Judy Dench for Shakespeare in Love, oh, Academy yeah. Awards, and BAFTAs. Um, but, yeah. So I think we'll just have a 
probably have to say goodbye. I think we'll just see what else came out that we may have forgotten. Adam's Family Reunion. Now, mm. that's a straight to video. Straight video? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's still got... Daryl Hannah. Was Daryl Hannah in those? But anyway, I like those Adam's Family films. I remember seeing both of those, but I wouldn't have seen that Something one. as big as Adam's Family went straight to video. Yeah, I mean... I, what gives? <laughs> I mean, the first two were very... I don't know why. They did have quite a different cast, I think. I don't know. You thought of the first two had done quite well. The, well they could have done a third. Maybe maybe second one didn't do as well as... as it's like um, with the Dalek movies in the uh, in the 60s. The, the, first, the first one, because it's all studio-based, I never enjoy as much as the Dalek invasion well, of Earth. And yet that didn't do so well. So. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, if, I must admit, I prefer Dalek Invasion, but I think neither. I, I, I'm rather sorry they didn't actually did a, do a completely original script rather mm. than just copy the TV versions. But. Oh, Ants, which I mentioned, where Woody Allen plays one of the ants alongside Gene Hackman, Jennifer Lopez, Danny Glover, Dan Aykroyd, Sylvester Stallone, Sharon Stone came out in 98, which is probably why oh. A Bug's Life and Ants is easy to confuse the two. two, because two, two well, yeah. Around the same uh, time. Two, two Passandavage people together. Yeah. Um, whether they ever got to meet, I mean, anyway. whether they got to meet when they recorded it. But that's the year um, Woody, um, Roddy died. Um, what else have we got? Yeah, The Avengers is mentioned. Um, Big Lebowski... Um, which I've definitely seen that. It's one of those, and that's one of those films that's quite with Jeff Bridges and John Goodman, Julianne Moore. It's one of those films that I I sort of saw, and yeah, I, I haven't watched it again since. Mm. So I I don't think I hated it, but maybe because people talked about it so much. Uh, I don't have many memories of it. <laughs> now, Woody Allen's film of 98 was Celebrity, which is a bit of a weird one. Kenneth Branagh is playing a Woody Allen-type character. Oh, I remember that. I remember seeing that. Yeah, you showed me that. Leonardo DiCaprio, a lot of famous he, people making he cameos. He basically does an impression of Woody, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah and the w- other weird thing is, it you can tell it feels a bit like an old script that's been made now, but he hasn't updated. So, I remember Kenneth Branagh... Because I know that Woody Allen writes, I think he writes on a typewriter still, and so did the Kenneth Branagh character. And just because he was quite a youngish character at the time, I just, I just thought, well, even if you use the typewriter, I knew what I did at that point. When I used the typewriter, I would photocopy it. I wouldn't have one copy and then it, uh, allow it to get blown up, blown away. Um, I, I, well, I still wrote. I still wrote in longhand. Though. Yeah. I, I, so any, uh, well, I was still writing longhand when we finished um, Woman for All Reasons. You well, know, well yeah, writing. I mean, this person again. I, I uh, this person, would you would you go straight if you if you were writing, would you go straight on a typewriter? Wouldn't you perhaps write it in hand first? Because oh, I mean, my typing was really important. When I had a, when I was I'm old enough that I did have an electric. I had an electric typewriter for my, one of my birthdays before I had access to a computer. And it had like a, a a thing that kind of deleted as well, you know, like a. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. But my typing at that stage was so bad that um, 
uh, yeah, I mean, I think I might even still have evidence. It was, it, it, it wasn't great. I mean, as much as I, lo- I like Woody Allen, there are some things, which, and I think some of these things are probably quite minor. Um, but like, you have a film set in the the noughties, and a twenty-two-year-old boy is a massive jazz fan mm-hmm. because Woody's a jazz fan. Yeah. But then I also second-guess myself and go, well, maybe there are there are probably loads of twenty-two-year-old jazz fans if they've been brought up with jazz. Then, you know, why are you being why are you comparing the character? Mm-hmm. It's as bad as as criticizing Woody for making characters. So I don't know. It's just that most twenty-two-year-olds probably it's probably a bit of an exceptional character, yeah. and maybe you almost um, or maybe you almost need to mention that in the script. That all my friends are laughing, laugh at me because I like jazz. Yeah. But well, and everybody else likes pop. But yeah. but he doesn't tend. He wouldn't. He doesn't reference those sorts of things. Yeah. And and I think it's just me overanalyzing it. I'll shut up. Um, no, no, that's interesting. Oh, it's observation. But uh, well, it's rare I say bad things about what he says. I've heard you say them before. Uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, mostly I say good things when they deserve. <laughs> um, Ah, oh, no, I remember this one. This is still a favourite. This is still quite a favourite from the time. The Faculty. Um, this is a, a sort of like Invasion of the Body Snatchers type thing, mm-hmm. but done in that sort of... this After the success of things like Scream and um, I know we did last summer, it, I think it was probably made by the same... That sort of... Um, it, it's set in a school where all the teachers are slowly being taken over. I'm pretty sure I would have showed you it at some point. It has Elijah Wood, it has Claire Duval, it has Josh Hartnett, it has Salma Hayek, it has Famke Janssen, who was in... Oh, uh, uh, Golden Eye, yeah. That's Piper Laurie. Oh, who lovely was, Piper Laurie. He was also in Twin Peaks. I knew a bit from I Twin Peaks. I like Piper Laurie. Um, yeah, I mean, that's one I still own. In the, and st- it's, yeah, it's made by Dimension Films, who I think made the screen films. And it, and it had that... Do you remember um, like those sorts of horror films, like Scream and stuff... They they had sort of like black background with the uh, uh, with the the actors sort of almost like in a um, like layered at different levels and stuff and there were lots of it was almost like somebody had decided oh that's you know I know I I know you did last summer lots of people's faces looking a bit with the same black oh, yeah. background it was very very sort of what like the poster yeah poster yeah. of the time and I think the faculty has something quite similar but it's a good a good film because you get to the point where uh it, it has the same sort of thing i think as the thing the film the thing where they're having to test to see if the who's who is the thing everybody looks normal but one of them is the thing and they have to i think they do that with the characters to try and work out it, it, it has similarities to that as well uh I like you know it's a yeah it's a fun film oh yeah another so we are some of, you can tell that some of the films that I like were the sort of not the big hits, but the sort of popular. Yeah. My I guess films people films that twenty three year olds would go. Well, I still like them now, so it's not. Good. <laughs> but we got Halloween H two O twenty oh, years yes. later. I, I I got that from Blockbusters. Yeah, that's got Jamie Lee Curtis yeah. and Josh Hartnett as her son, yeah. and that's yeah. I was quite curious about that because I I think I'd I, I quite like the original Halloween. It's, it's yeah, and it's not, not. I, I, I never, I, I never felt it quite delivers as much as it claims to. But uh, there's some nice spooky moments mm. in it. It was quite fun. Again, it was fitted in along the lines of those, you know, those sorts of films mm. were. 
that sort of ninety eight no all scream was yeah. about ninety six. It was it was that then that I started getting into those sorts of slushery yeah. films. I that remember watching my, a load of um, those kind of films with you around mm-hmm. the late late nineties, early noughties. I think I took Paul Callum to see a lot of them as well, <laughs> but he wasn't necessarily a, a horror fan as much. But I mean, he he, he you know he got he got. Uh, I wouldn't say I was a fan, but I do like dipping in now and then. I, I do. I'm, I'm interested. Oh, I still know what we did last summer. Came out that year. Yeah. Uh, oh no, I, I still know what we did last summer. That's the sequel. That's that's um, yeah. That that's more of a dad, but a kind of enjoyable dad. I think they all go off to an island. Um, there's actually about three of them there. I don't think I've even seen the third one. I have a, a new Blu-ray box set. I'm not even sure that, like, maybe even Scream 2 didn't come out in 98, but I'm not, I'm only at K at the moment. Um, Remember you and I going to see Scream 3 mm. when you and I went to Covent, we were in Coventry for, is it the second or third or fourth Battlefield convention? And I think we got told... You and I went to, we we sort of slipped off at a quiet time. might have told us off for missing... For missing something, and we were kind of like, well, we're going to the cinema. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, and uh, yeah, you, you you were very keen to show me them, and uh, we went to see Screen Three, and um, B- Buffy was in it, wasn't she? Yeah. Um, I I remember that um, Carrie Fisher was in it, playing somebody who always gets mistaken as Carrie Fisher, <laughs> and she and it's a really good scene. Mm. Toby and I are big fans of all of the Screen films and the the TV series, which was a thing in its own right. Um, and we're excited that there's a Scream 5 coming out mm. because we, um, with with all the original cast still I, I'm kind of I just hope it, I just hope it's as enjoyable we, we really enjoyed Scream 4 I enjoyed um, Scream 4 I, 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 <coughs> I, I probably enjoyed it's got that wonderful line um, I, 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 that's probably the one I enjoyed the best so far um, it's got that wonderful line I can trivia your arse under the table <laughs> <laughs> um what else is that? We've got that's the year that Lost in Space film came out um, with William Hurt and uh, Gary Oldman. I think Gary Oldman played Doctor Smith. Yeah, Matt LeBlanc was in it. Heather Graham. Um, skipping through these, Man in the Iron Mask, Leonardo DiCaprio, John Malkovich, Mask of Zorro, um, Antonio Banderas, Anthony Hopkins, Catherine Zeta-Jones, Meet Joe Black, Brad Pitt, Anthony Hopkins. I remember seeing that. I think that was. I think that was a sort of. Meet, you know, Anthony Hopkins is a devil sort of type, um, something like that. And it, it was a remake. I can't remember if I liked it or hated it in the end. Um, I think it was a bit long list, but Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, Johnny Depp, um, uh, another Terry Gilliam film. Um, oh, the, the, the Odd Couple 2, um, Jack Lemon and Walter Matthau came back together again. Yeah. Do that. Um, Patch Adams, Robin Williams. I have a feeling that's one of my less favourite type of Robin Williams film. A sort of sentimental, oh, doctory, no. dramery. Um, no, um, not for me either. Pleasantville, Toby Maguire, Reese Witherspoon, Jeff Daniels. I think I might have seen that. Um, I have a feeling that was a bit Truman Showish, but I might be wrong. Um, let me see. Oh, need to find out whether Screen Two came out this year. Psycho. Oh, that's the version of Psycho where they just made 
a colour scene-by-scene remake, Gus Van Sant. I don't know that I ever saw it, but I remember the guy deliberately remade the film exactly as Hitchcock had made it. I'm, I'm, there might be some differences, but that's my remembrance anyway. Ronin, Robert De Niro, John, John Reno. It's a sort of action thriller film. I feel like if I didn't see it, I saw the poster. Um, oh, um, Blade. That's one we went to see with uh, at work at the around that time. Blade, yes. Blade. Not was, my kind of, not my cup of tea. Wesley Snipes, but... Stephen Dorff, Chris Christopherson. Ah. Is that vampires? Yeah, that's um, based on the Marvel. Was it Marvel or? Um, uh, it, it's a character. It's a character. It's like a vampire uh, who's um, able to fight other vampires. Or... No sign of Scream Two. Gonna have to look it up now. I don't think I ever went out so much socially with anyone uh, that. Um, Work-wise, as I did with Index, they they really did, they did really really did party those guys. Mm. Scream Two was ninety-seven, at least it was in in America. Oh, very late. It was like December the tenth mm. um, in America. I wonder if it probably got to us in ninety-eight. Mm. Probably why I'm thinking. Oh, Scream is ninety-six. They must have really pushed the. Uh, Ooh, yeah. The, the, uh, that's probably why it came out so late in the following year. <laughs> The thing that annoys me about this new Screen film, Screen Five, is not going to be called Screen Five. It's going, to, which I can understand by the time you get that far down the franchise, but just calling it Screen, which I think is what they intend to do. I mean, they've done this with Halloween. There's a, there's a, you probably don't know necessarily, but there's a, a new like a rebooted. Well, it's not even rebooted. It's like reimagined. They killed off Jamie Lee Curtis's character, and now they're imagining what would happen if she hadn't have died and if she'd. <laughs> Which is fine and all very well. From a librarian point of view, it's just because someone's know. going to call it Halloween. Well, you know, it's. I mean, there's already other. There's yeah. already another film. I called. think. It, I, do, I. I mean, I'm. I'm. I should know. I'm. I'm not a big fan of overaged puddings, but. Um, it, it's not. It's. It's not the same film as. It's just released oh, to confusion, yeah. and why not come up with a different name for it? Oh. And, and I'm. I'm kind of thinking. Don't call Scream Five Scream because there's already a Scream, and mm. it's not like. And in this case, it's even worse because it's not a reboot, or it's just, as far as I know, it's a continuation of mm. the current characters. Why mm. not call it Scream something? I mean, I I want to see this. I want to see the film. Don't get me wrong, because I like the Scream films, but but don't. It's mm. it's the, the librarian in me. Yeah, I'll need to. Hear <laughs> um. So. Oh, Spice World. That was 97, was it? So well, I remember you, I remember you um, coming to see you New Year's Eve 97. You'd just seen it. I think it... Yeah, that was in the UK. I guess this list might be more American-based, in which case it probably slinks into... But it was like the, it was very late in December 97. But, yeah, well, I think... I think we pretty much... Yeah, obviously. Oh, there was a Star Trek film that year, Insurrection. Oh, yes, that's that the, was the. I, think the, I saw the a video one. of that. Um, yeah, I don't remember that one particularly. I think it was a Borg one. Yeah. Um, I like the first one, the one where they crossed over between the two casts. That, that was, good, was very sort, good. That was sort generations. Of like, yeah, that was sort of like the Five Doctors of, of Star Trek. I enjoyed it because it was a closure with for Kirk. Mm, yeah. Uh, I thought, yeah, that makes it's good. I, I, I like closures. Films don't have enough closures. Um, oh, and the the X Files film. 
Oh yeah. Um, came out a year with Martin Landau and I forgot yeah. he was in it. I never liked the X Files. I, I was, I was sort of. Um, I liked it some some is one of the shows that I liked it some weeks. I didn't like it other weeks, uh, and the story arcs could be really boring. Um, and yeah, I just found the the leads just so dour and. I just said, there wasn't enough fun in it for me, really. I yeah, I think that sort of was... It. Well, and occasionally they did put fun into the episode, but it went so far the other way. Yeah. I remember there being an episode where they went, to, they all went to see Cher with some monsters mm-hmm. uh, at the end of the episode. And I was like, no, no, no. Tried to compensate lots of episodes about um, Scully's Catholic beliefs... And yeah. how they, uh, you know, all, all lost lost brothers and uh, and being very very serious, mm. and then doing something like that. No, that doesn't work. Mm. I, you can't go from very 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 serious yeah. to very well, very very light. In, it's just having said all that, I mean, I'm a, I'm a great fan of series one of Space Nineteen Ninety Nine. That was very bow faced, but somehow there was, I don't know, there was the you know the the gadgetry and there the was monsters. Barry Foster and. and I mean, it's not like every episode of season two is a is a uh, is a ridiculous episode either. Though it's yeah. serious. Well, episodes. the thing is, um, the American office was messing them around because they, you know, the one they came along and saw the first two episodes and said, "Where's your monsters?" And I was like, "Well, what do you mean?" Yeah, you know, sort of, well, the um, well, the big thing in America at the moment is monsters. They put some monsters in it. Mm-hmm. And they came back three months later and said, well, what, are you, "What are you doing? You've got monsters in it. Stop <laughs> it!" And and and. Uh, you were the ones who told me to put them in, and um, I and um, uh, yeah. So the, the, there was real lack of direction from America. Mm-hmm. Um, well, um, Nick Cromarty, uh, Cuthbert, thank you for helping us out with this episode. Um, and uh, yeah, I'll have to add those years to our list. Anyway, right. Well, we'll probably be back to talk about three more uh, film years, mm-hmm. but. Uh, as usual, the big films of the year tend to make my heart sink. It's a bit like sometimes doing the music episodes where I think, yeah. these were number ones? Oh, my goodness. And then you realise, actually, that year was quite good, just they yeah. weren't the number ones. Um, so the same with the films. It's not, you know, we're just not mainstream people often, more often. No, I've never been mainstream person. No. Um, but uh, anyway, we'll speak to you again soon. All right. Bye-bye for now. This show is part of the Pride 48 Network. Find more shows over at pride48.com. Oh dear, (laughs) what's going on now? Oh, it's the Shy Life Podcast. Let's go. I have a voice. I have a voice. You have a voice. You have a voice. We have a voice. We have a voice. Unique voices in podcasting. Univospods.net. Paul, I am very happy to have been able to help you to select the years that formed your cinematic discussions this episode. 
I look forward to working with you all again soon. Goodbye, listeners. Goodbye from me, your old pal Clamor Clamor Cuthbert exclamation. That was a wonderful episode, don't you, Toppy? I sure do. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Boy, I hope Nick Goodman is on this episode. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, it's like it puts out 20,000 episodes a month.